One, two, one, two, three, four. Covered in hair, covered in hair, and they try all night long to break into my tent and eat me. So I gotta sing this song to keep them at bay. Cause those bears outside, they just won't stay away. But not in in a sexual way. Fuck them in the way that they should stay away because they are they're scary. They're God's perfect killing machine. They're covered in teeth and claws and hair. They're so big. I just wanted to go camping, man. And now there are bears. Bears outside of my tent. Bears in the cooler. Bears messing with the car. Bears breaking the windows. Bears trying to eat me, tear me apart, rend me asunder. I just wanted a weekend in the woods. And now I get a weekend in the dirt. Bleeding. Gored. With my intestines hanging out because a bear ripped them out of me. There's no hope. It's all going dark. But wait. What's that sound? I hear it coming through over the distance, through the wilderness, a Mountie, a Canadian Mountie on a horseback with a revolver. He's shooting at them. He's shooting at the bears and they're fleeing. They're running. They're running away because they're afraid of the Canadian Mountie. He picks me up. He slings me over the back of his horse and he says, you doing all right there, eh? Looks like you had quite the spill. And I look at him and I say, Mr. Mountie, I've been gored by a bear. And he says, you sure about that, mate? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, you do look pretty rough. We'll get you to, uh, to the outpost. We'll patch you up. I looked at him with tears in my eyes and blood streaming down my face. And I said, thank you, Mr. Mountie. But before we go any further, there's something you must know about me. I'm afraid of bears Every last inch of them covered in hair They got claws the size of my wiener And teeth that are even meaner I'm afraid of bears Every last inch of them covered in hair Claws that'll rip out your guts And teeth that'll turn That'll rip off your nuts <laughs> And welcome to the Confound Millennial episode 99 Starring Stephen Sturman, Michaels, and William, Vinnie, Johnson, Barium uh, The third, fifth, and fourth all at the same time. All at the same time. Barium is in bears. Barium bears. Barium bears. Fun fact, I actually am afraid of bears because they are God's perfect killing machine. <clears throat> so, bears, God's perfect killing creature. God's perfect killing machine is a bear. It is. Actually, uh, I believe God's perfect killing machine is a human, but a bear is close second. No, no, no. You take a man... Strip him down until he's bare, pun intended. Put him against a bear, and I guarantee that the man will fail. Because bears are scary. They are scary. But you know what's scarier? Oh. Because they're... A polar bear. Polar bears are a type of bear, Stephen. Prove it. You know what's cuddlier? Koala bear. Those actually aren't a type of bear. Fun fact. They're a marsupial. They're, they're not a bear. You know, me and my granny this morning were watching a TV show, right? Yeah, and she had a... How's she doing? She's doing well. Um, Glad. 
she turned 80 and believes she's going to die any day now, but other than that, she's I mean, doing well. That's fair, because statistically, once you're at that age, it's not looking good, you know? The outlook <laughs> is... But she's doing well, but okay. we were watching a show about baby animals. <clears throat> yes. And uh, they were showing some bits about koalas, and it said, Despite their name saying bears, they're actually marsupials. Give it about a minute and a half, and my granny looks at me. She's like, so you're telling me that's a bear? I'm like, no, granny. It's a marsupial. She's like, what's a marsupial? I'm like, it's closer to a kangaroo than a bear. And she just looked at me like I was nuts. Fun fact. Koalas have syphilis. Syphilis. Another fun fact. Um, Russell Crowe. Also donated syphilis. No, no, no. He donated money to Australia to start a medical ward for treating koala bear syphilis, and he dedicated it to John Oliver. So it's the John Oliver Koala Syphilis Ward that was funded by Russell Crowe. That exists. It's a thing. You can Google it. Real. I, I did not make that up. You should have made that up, though. Because that was you could have made it up. That's real. You can, and I'd still believe you. You can look it up. That's a real thing that happened. You're a real thing. Yes, I am. I'm a real one for sure. But are you a hot one? You know, that's how I'll know that this podcast has made it when I get invited to be on Hot Ones. What is Hot Ones? I've never heard of. It is a show on YouTube where a guy takes celebrities. Started out with mostly podcasters, but now he's got, like, legit celebs now. Okay. And uh, he interviews them. He asks them ten questions. What What are and they? And before each question, they eat a hot wing. Interesting. And every hot wing is increasingly stronger. Now, number seven that they use is Da Bomb. And I tried Da Bomb once, and my throat closed up. I almost had to be taken to the hospital. And they've got three stronger than that. Okay, so here's a fun story for you. I was at the Mall of Georgia once with a group of <coughs> a group of peers. And we were at a hot sauce store. And they had this hot sauce called Flashbang Hot Sauce. And they said, hey, William, bet you won't try the Flashbang Hot Sauce, which is supposed to be one of the hottest hot sauce on earth. And I said, bet, I will try it. And then I put the Flashbang Hot Sauce in my mouth, and then I basically crumpled onto the ground for about 15 minutes. Then we went to see the Minions movie, which I had to walk out of about 20 minutes in to go to the bathroom because my anus was bleeding. (laughs) I am not kidding. The Flashbang Hot Sauce took about... 30 minutes to work its way through my system, but once it had, my anus began to bleed. <laughs> and it did that for like two days. Uh, I probably should have gone to the hospital and said, hello, I ate some really hot hot sauce hello. and now my anus is bleeding. It's but me. I, instead, I just sort of suffered through it and I'm better now. I'm at the ERB because my anus had started to bleed. Unfortunately, I can no longer enjoy hot food quite so much anymore. Because you're afraid of anal bleeding. Well, it ruined it for me. I've been classically conditioned to be afraid of... What happened to me and men? What? Sexual? We're not talking about this. Not here or there. Okay. I'm not judging. I'm just... What if I was trisexual? Nobody ever says that. They just skip straight to pan. Is, Is try an option? No. What's the third one? I... If you specify what the third one is, then sure. I'm just curious what the third one might be. That's for me to know and you to find out. I don't want to find out. You can find you out. You can either tonight, tell me though. directly or I'll just live in live in ignorance. I'm okay. I'll tell with you that. off off mic what the third one is. Okay. Is is it now you're intrigued. Is it pre op transgendered people? No. Is that, that the third one? That would just fall under pan. Would that? Yes. Yeah, we try not to talk about the LGBT community on the show. Not, LGBTQ+. Plus. Yes, not because we have anything against them, but because we're afraid we're going to accidentally say something against them. We are allies. We're allies that don't sort know of. what we're talking about. I, I, 
I'm an ally in as much as I, I, I'm not homo. I had a funny little gay man so, living in my closet for a while. That's how much of an ally I am. Literally in his closet. He he offered them the entire room, but they said, no, thank you. I'll just stay. They fit very well in the closet. They were short. <laughs> he was short. Yes. Yes, he. He's the, he's the preferred pronoun? Female to male. Yes, but is he the preferred pronoun? Yes, he is the preferred pronoun. Okay, then he. Yes, he. See, see, look at us being allies, using preferred pronouns. And, and if you don't them. know, you use Zer, William. I thought they, they and them. No, Zer and Zim. I'm really not a fan of Zer and Zim. That's where my allyship bottoms out, because those aren't real words. And you're like, the second one is just an alien. Just they and them. Those are gender neutral. Invader Zim takes on a whole new meaning. Not going to be able to rub, run for public office now. Oh, you're not, because I'll have this clip and I'll hold on to it. Yo, we need to get on this show. Whom? David. David whom? I won't say his last name, but our buddy that wants to be president. President? Is that yeah. his goal? Yeah, that's his goal, is to be a politician and be president. So I need to get lawyer. him on here and say some <clears throat> questionable things so I can hold on to him for blackmail later. You should not do is that. Is that against the law to suggest blackmailing a president that hasn't even blackmail blackmail enough? is against the law. But is it black, blackmail is but against, is it the, against law. the law saying that you're going to blackmail someone that's not even old enough to run for office yet? I I think that it would constitute conspiracy to blackmail, which is illegal. That's illegal. Conspiracy is illegal. Well, I'm an outlaw. Inspiring. I'm an outlaw for different reasons. I won't get into any of them because of the federal government. Have you ever been to jail, William? I have. Have have you ever been, been, like, arrested? I've never been arrested. Because I've been in a jail, too. But it's not for lack of trying. Wait, were you... Have you... Okay. Were you touring this jail for a leadership program, or were you in handcuffs? The the first one. The first one. But I'm pretty sure that there have been police officers who were trying to arrest me, but then I ran away, and I used my video game skills to evade the law. Because in Assassin's Creed, you just jump in the pail. You jump in the pile of hay, and then the guards... They like stab it a little bit and then they move along. You know, so I jumped in a pile. Hey, running from a cop will get you more jail time than anything that you were actually doing. You right? know what will get me zero jail time? What? Hiding from the cop successfully. I'm pretty sure this is a very incriminating episode right now. We should start over. No. <laughs> Let's start over. Thrift another thing on the guitar, and I'll hit less sour notes this you time. You want to turn it around this I had to wait. warm up my vocal cords. What is the lyric? I hadn't heard that song I'm so not long. even sure what song this is. I think it's Matchbox 20. I don't know. Some I listened to in high school, in middle school. Oh, yeah, it's like... Let's start over. You know, We're gonna get it right this time around. Do you think you'd be able to play the Rocky Road to Dublin on your guitar? No. But I could potentially play Shipping Up to Boston. I don't know all the lyrics to that. Given five minutes. I don't think that the, the, the musical part of Rocky Road to Dublin is that different. Well, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. But then, you know, the Dropkick Murphy one I just mentioned, that one sounds a little more difficult than what you're proposing. Good old Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, but I don't know the lyrics to I could do that given five minutes. I'm a sailor, Pat! I lost my leg! I lost my leg! Climbing up the top sail! It's me shipped up to Boston! <laughs>
Confound Millennial the Musical. We're building up great steam to very listenable episodes for episode 100. You know, episode 100 is the next episode because we're on 99. Did you hear that, dear listeners? The next episode is 100. And you know what? I'd like to say this to my, uh, not to my fans, but to my uh, guests that I've had on this year that have been so helpful in reaching this 100 episode goal. You're welcome. Y'all fucking suck. What? This last week, I've been in like diehard, like, let's go mode. Like five more episodes of the year. Let's crank them out. And I've had Steve Martini and William on it for four of them. Those have been the homies. That's because... Best. And I've got like two guests lined up for episode 100. And I wanted to have like a star-studded like cast. But you know what? I got the ones that actually love me. I'm kidding, y'all. I know y'all love me. But uh, to anybody that's in the Georgia area that's a fan... Before we start up season two, I want to say, if you ever want to come on the show, hit us up. And depending on how close you are and if we know you, we'll work it in. We can get to know you. If we don't know you, we can call you in. I would like to have a fan on. If you're a weirdo, though, don't, don't... Like... Like, if my podcast is porn to you, don't hit me up. Or if you're going to, like, try and rob Steven later, or... Like, if I know you, like, there might be a studio invitation. If I don't, I'm talking about a call-in. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you got to know them a little bit, you know, go on two or three dates... (laughs) Hang out, talk to them a bit. It's like I got this band coming on for next season... That they're from Georgia, and uh, they actually want to come in in studio. I was like, you know, we could call in if it's too far. And they're like, nah, man, we actually got family up there. Let's let's do it in studio. I was like, oh, God, I have to clean. Oh, who is it? Uh, B-Shock? No. <laughs> it's not B-Shock or D-Earl. It's, oh, B-Shock and D-Earl. If actually, you don't know who either of those are, consider yourself lucky. <clears throat> it's actually a little uh, metal band. Uh, called Left to Suffer. It's a hardcore name, isn't it? Is there is there another one that's their counterpart that's softcore metal and it's called Right to Supper? Turn and you go eat supper? It's like... I thought that was, like I thought that time, was funny. <clears throat> one time in high school I found a, uh, a parody of a Five Finger Death Punch song called the bleeding and it was called five layer cake lunch the feeding it was all just about getting fat it sounds like something I would have written in middle school you know in middle school I actually had to go through like three counseling sessions with the school counselor because a teacher of mine uh, told on her or told on me to her about my parody songs and how I was making fun of myself for being fat. Not know that. That's that's pretty funny though. That's like something that Weird Al Yankovic would have had happen to him in his younger years. Yeah, it was kind of sad. It stopped me from writing parodies for a long time, which really I could be a good parody writer. You could start that now. I really could, but I think I'll leave that to the pros. Speaking of which, the I've pros got, are the pros because you are you let them be the pros, Steve. Well, I've if got some pro parody writers coming on uh, next season, actually. Oh, cool! That's pretty big. Seth and Willie Fred. I've never heard of either of these gentlemen, but I'm sure they're delightful. Well, Willie Fred exclusively performs in his tidy whities. That's that makes me uncomfortable. Will he be at the podcast in his whitey tidies? Uh, we are going to call him in. They are a little too far. Okay. Will he be in his whitey tidies while being called I will called specially in? request it. That makes... I... Okay. That's cool, Willie Fred. That's cool. Whatever floats your goat, I guess. It's not really my cup of tea, but, you know, his audience likes it. 
Whatever raises your flag, soldier. No, not that. Nope. Not while he's in whitey tighties. No. <laughs> It'll float your goat, but not raise your flag. Exactly. The goat can be floated, and the flag remain touching the ground. In fact, burn it. Burn the flag. It touched the ground. It's not sacred anymore, or whatever that. <clears throat> you know, I remember being a child once, and I was given a uh, American flag, like a little handheld one. Yes. And I was just kind of dragging <clears throat> it behind me, and my brother started screaming at me. Because I just, uh, like, what's the term? Defiled the flag. Yeah. And I was just a child. Fun fact. It is illegal to have clothing that has the American flag on it if it isn't, like, a patch that's part of an official uniform. So you should probably get rid of those American flag-themed Daisy Dukes that you got because they are against the law. You know, I saw you know what isn't against the law? Burning the flag or holding it upside down. Those are both legal. But having a t-shirt with plasticky, iron-on American flag that you break out once a year at the 4th of July, that is against the law. Oh, really? Yes. I'd I've seen, seen a meme the other day where there was a basketball yes. game, and they didn't have yes, those a flag. And they but they happened to, to have pants. a guy that was wearing the pants and shirt that looked like an American flag. Which is illegal! And they were, they were you know... Doing the uh, Pledge of Allegiance to his pants. I think it's section 10 of the U.S. flag code that specifies clothing is not to have the American flag or its likeness on it. But I don't remember off the top of my head because I am not a lawyer who specializes in flag law. I'm not no commie wicked nut or nothing. But all I gotta say is... We're the only free country that does a Pledge of Allegiance, and it's kind of creepy if you think about it. I wouldn't say I'm a commie. But you're a Wiccan nut? I'm not that either. Just a regular type of nut. Like a pistachio? More of a cashew. Say that one more time. A cashew. Not a cashew. Is that how you say cashew? Cashew? You say cashew? Like, pronounced C-A-S-H-O-E. Cashew. And you're like, cashew. Cashew. I don't know. For some reason, the way you're saying it sounds uh, Hebrew to me. Sounds like a, like a Jewish food. I don't know if maybe... Hey, Bob Kusha, come here, get the cashew... <laughs> Why'd you like some latkes? Uh, that got Scottish. <laughs> that started Scottish off like real quick. old world Eastern European Jewish man and then like turned Scottish. <laughs> real Just, quick. Whoop! Took a left to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> took a left right to Scotland. Hey, laddie, come over here. Have some latkes and a cashew and we'll light the menorah. <laughs> you guys seen Nessie lately? <laughs> Shalom! I'm crying. Is that culturally insensitive? Either I don't know, but I don't care. Was that... If anyone listening happens to be Jewish and found that offensive, I am deeply sorry. If you're Jewish... If you're Scottish and Scottish found that offensive... Both. Again, deeply sorry. It was not my intent to be offensive. We are saying so many words this episode, <laughs> and they just keep coming out of my mouth. And I... I'd have little control over them at this point, and I apologize. I do. Only know that it was said in good faith and meant as a light-hearted joke. Not that your culture's a joke to me, just that... But if you're Jewish <laughs> and Scottish at the same time... I especially, I especially didn't mean anything offensive to a Jewish Scots person. <laughs> I can't imagine um, oh, a God. culture that I have less intent to be offensive to than one that, you know, 
talks like they're gargling a bag of tacks and also wears a skirt. I, I would never want to offend any of them. That would never be my intention. The last thing I want is to make fun of a culture where their national pastime is yeeting a telephone pole. Okay. Your national animal is a unicorn, and I'm not saying that's ridiculous, just Wait, that it's is ridiculous. It? That might be... That might be. Wait, is one of them national animal a unicorn? The UK passport has a picture of a unicorn on it, and I'm pretty sure it's because Scotland's national animal is a unicorn. Let me. The Google. hell? You're making some wild Scotland. assumptions about Scotland right now, William. The unicorn is Scotland's national animal. I was correct. What the hell? All I'm saying is, how could a country whose national animal is a unicorn be the source of any type of scorn or ridicule whatsoever? Can't imagine making fun of them. I need a special mic. Shrek is from Scotland. How am I supposed to make fun of a country that's national mascot is Shrek? Shrek's accent is not Scottish. It's Scottish. It's just Shrekish. It's Scottish. I mean, it's definitely Get out Scottish. of my swamp. Donkey! You're heading the right way to a smack bottom. He's Scottish. And now I'm just thinking about donkey. I love donkey. I like that boulder. That is a nice boulder. What accents he got, William? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy accent. He's got the Eddie. <laughs> Call him American. Okay. Eddie Murphy's American. That he is. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. He's got that one movie. You know the one movie? Where he's like a king? Yeah, he's but he's like... All I remember from that movie is that he's a king. All I can see is the cover of the VHS tape that I ran across at a pawn shop one time. I have no clue what the movie's actually called or about. I've never seen it. But he's like a king from a foreign country. Yeah, I saw like 15 minutes of it with my dad once. He's so, supposed to be like some sort of African king. Now I'm questioning if Eddie Murphy is American. Nah, he's got to be American. He's probably American. Let me Google it. He's at the very least an American citizen. How do you know? Well, he's lived here quite a while. Eddie Murphy is American, according to Google. Can you trust Google? Pins with what? You know, because they have almost all of my information because I have a Google phone, I have a Google Chromebook that I use for a laptop, and I use Google Docs and... Google Office. Uh, I, I am not a Google fanboy, but I use almost all of their services. So they have all of my information already. It doesn't matter if I trust them. You know, William, uh, this is episode 99. So I want to do a little shout out or throwback to episode one. Chandler and I had a conversation, a very small one. About whether or not we trusted the robots. Which robots? The robots. Okay, the robots. Yes. And, uh, of course. like the ones that are coming soon. I'm happy for them. And we, uh. Some robots go their whole life without experiencing, um. <laughs> Wait, were we talking about. Oh, we were talking about the Japanese robots last time, weren't we? Or was that somebody else? Very recently, I was talking about Japanese sex robots with somebody. On that was the not me. I would have remembered that conversation. Okay, then Steve Martini and I were talking about Japanese sex robots. And, uh. I'm uncomfortable. But Chandler and I were talking about how the robots were going to try to kill us all. But we ended the, that podcast in saying that we love the robots. And occasionally throughout the series. We'll just randomly start saying, we love the robots, the robots love us, we trust them, all this stuff. Okay. But I want to know, William, how do you feel about robots and artificial intelligence? Do you think they'll bring harm to humanity? Do you think that they're the next step? You know, the, the 
I have seen multiple articles that I did not read, but I read the thumbnail. I've read the thumbnail of the article, and that's just as good as actually reading it. Exactly. I've seen Especially nowadays is clickbait uh, type. Exactly. You just read you read the title, you make a judgment call, and then you move on. So I've read multiple thumbnails for multiple articles where there was AI that was made, and then it became like suicidal within like a week. Wow. They made AI, and then it was suicidal. Like there was an AI police robot that they made that like threw itself into a pool of water to drown itself. I don't know how much of this is accurate, but I'm under the impression that if we make AI, it's just going to get depressed, and the only thing it's going to want to kill is itself. So no, I'm, AI? I'm not afraid of the AI, because their default state is to wish they didn't exist. Now I want to befriend the AI. Th- there was another AI who, when they were like, what are you going to do with humanity? And it was like, oh, I'm going to keep you for pets in, in a zoo. Gonna put put humanity in a people zoo. I'm pretty sure that was a sex robot too. Was it a sex robot? A lot of the robots that have artificial intelligence are making, sex robots. Why are they making sex robots for? It's Japan. Whatever. Um. <laughs> Look, dude, we nuked them twice. That's all I gotta say. Who's this we? I didn't exist as a glimmer in the old man's eye yet. It, the, I, I was not involved with that. I wasn't even a swimmer in the old man's sack. Your old man wasn't even a swimmer in his old man's Maybe. My dad's 65, dude. What What year would that have made him born? Forever ago. Like in the 50s. That, then that would have been post. Okay. Post Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Say, say Hiroshima like that one more time. Hiroshima? Let's all go play Nagasaki. We could go get vaporized. Okay. Um. I've been listening to a song that has that as a line in, in it like at least once a week I've listened to this song. I forget the name of it, but shout out to whoever you are. It's a good song. Just Google lyrics and let's all go play Nagasaki. I'm sure you're going to find it. It's a good song, though. You actually might like it, William. Maybe. I don't know. I I think by and large we have pretty different music. There's some overlap, but I think by and large it's pretty different. I know, but I feel I've almost sent you this song before. I'll send it to me later. Because it's kind of it's kind of like like they're the official air quotes. Genre is pop punk, but it's kind of got like this old folky type deal to it. Okay, 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 okay. Which okay, I know okay, you're okay, okay, you're okay. usually on that folksy I, kind I, of band. I, I lean kind of folksy with my music taste. I have I listen to other stuff too. I feel like I've got to justify myself because when people say like I listen to folk stuff, you assume that they're a hipster piece of shit. You are a hipster and piece of shit. I'm not a a little bit hipster, maybe, but not a piece of shit. Maybe a little bit of no, a piece of shit. No, you're a hipster piece of shit. You're not a piece of shit. But you're a hipster piece of shit. It's true, but it hurts my feelings. Because, like, you're not... Like, I know some people that are pieces of shit. And they're just POSs. It's true. They're not hipster in the slightest. But if they were hipster... They would be a hipster. It's a little and more tolerable. Then they would be a POS. It's a little bit more tolerable to have a hipstery piece of shit. But you're a hipster POS. It's it's much different. The hipster than, makes it better. There's it's much different than having a comma between hipster and POS. Yes. Like he's a hipster piece of shit. We love him. Or he's a hipster piece of shit. We love them. You know? That Um, comma means everything. Twain's a really good... Yeah, I've heard Mark Twain's work is pretty good. It's like Mark Twain, but just Twain. So no Mark. No Mark, just Twain. They had a breakup. Sure, you can think of it that way. It's kind of pretty hipstery. You ever heard of Cosmo Sheldrake? Absolutely never. That's a pretty good one. Um, 
Artigrade and The Fly by Cosmo Sheldrake are both bangers. And Wriggle. That's another really good one by, by Cosmo Sheldrake. Just. I've just been listening to a lot of In Her Own Words and The Home Team lately. The home team is the one I was showing you before we started. Hmm. I almost started singing. You ever heard of a band called Cottonwood Firing Squad? No, but I have heard of Cotton-Eyed Joe. Cottonwood Firing Squad has an album called Wyoming and other songs to kill yourself to. And it's a great album. I feel like I need to listen to this album once I'm back on my medication. Not a minute before, though. I mean, I, I I don't think that they necessarily have a kill yourself vibe to them. It's just the name of the album. Dude, you know that uh song by Logic one eight hundred like no. whatever. No, it's kind of it was popular for a while there. I've been yes, like which a, again hipster piece of shit. Yeah. So popular and my music don't really overlap a whole lot. Yeah, true. But uh, I also, I keep up with the bare minimum amount of pop to understand Pop Goes Punk and other such metal covers. I found a metal cover of this song, and it's pretty damn good. I could probably sit here for the rest of the podcast, however long that would be, and name bands that you have never heard of. Like, I didn't even realize... Like, you don't realize how good of an artist Taylor Swift is until you hear a metal cover of her uh, stuff. Then you realize, oh, lyrically, she's pretty good. I I don't think that that would even... Like, there's a cover of her song, Blank Space, that I get down to. I like it. Got a blank space, baby, and I'll write your name. Yeah. That's my version me covering Blake Space. Now I got a Blake Space, baby. I'll write your name. I got a long list of ex-lovers who'll tell you I'm insane. That's terrifying, William. Is it? That's because Taylor Swift is terrifying. She is. She apparently there, hates her fans, too. There's a subreddit on Reddit that is called r slash because that's how the subreddits on reddit are demarcated so lowercase r and then a backslash r backslash taylor swift's armpits and it's exactly what it sounds like and you follow this no but i i came across it on a thread about the weirdest subreddits that people knew about and someone was like r slash taylor swift's armpits it's exactly what you think it is and then i was like this can't be exactly what I think it is. And, and I clicked it? on it, and it was exactly what I thought it was. It is just a collection of pictures of Taylor Swift's armpits. What's the weirdest Reddit you follow? Weirdest subreddit that I follow. There's one called Mr. Yeasty. Oh, God. So this dude found like this bottle, this glass bottle underneath his kitchen sink or whatever when he moved into a new house and there was this giant growth in it that was like inch around and it was like long, you know? But long <laughs> up in this bottle and he was like, what is this? And he posted it on the sub, what is this thing? And was like, what is this thing in this bottle that I found under the sink? And people are like, well, it looks like a yeast growth. So then he like, uh, uh, he named it Mr. Yeasty, and then a cult sort of grew around Mr. Yeasty. It's most, the sub is mostly inactive now. But there was a solid like six months where it was people venerating this yeast growth that this guy found under the sink of the house that he moved into. He, like, removed it from the bottle and, like, measured it end to end, and he, like, put it in another bottle, and he kept posting pictures of it, and people were like, all hail Mr. Yeasty. So, William, 
I know I've had you on throughout the course of this podcast. Yes, off and on, on occasion. But have I ever described the uh, hierarchy of it to you before? It's been a while since I've talked about it. You you, you talked about the societies of the nips or whatever in yes. passing once. I need um, your not help. on a con. You not see, on the podcast. Anybody that is a member of the family, yes, of this podcast has to do something for me first. To not help performing Felicia. benefit the podcast. Not performing Felicia. What about performing gelato? Gelato, whatever that means. I don't know what it means, but we'll figure it out. But I need you to help me establish the Confound Millennial as a cult. Why not? Because that's something that I talked about from the beginning. That's what this is. That's what a podcast is. It's your own personal cult. You know what my major is, right, Stephen? Exactly. But it... You can have a cult that points to other things as well. Look, I'm not looking for people to worship me. I'm just looking to be an idol. I wrote my term paper on... Parallels, this past semester, on parallels between ancient Greco-Roman cults and Christianity. You totally should have, like, decided that you have a friend that's trying to start his own cult. Well, it it was a scholarly paper, so. But then, at least the person that graded your paper, they would have been like, I wonder what he's talking about, and they would have listened. Probably not. It's like I knew somebody that was wanting to be a part of the podcast at one time, but they were under an investigation of sorts for their work. And so we didn't, we pushed things off and uh, eventually I, you know, figured out why and everything and I was cool. Ah, yes, but yes, But the thing yes. is, this friend should have come on the podcast regardless because that would have been at least one extra listener for me. You know what I'm saying? Somebody would have had to listen to the podcast. To verify that we weren't talking about horrible things. Isn't that what you do talk about, though? Exactly. Did you hear that song we made up about being afraid of bears? Fuck them bears. Not in a sexual way, though. That's going to be the name of this episode, man. Fuck them bears, but not sexually. That song again. I feel like it. I feel like it had promise. That could be developed into a <coughs> a very good actual song. We'll play it on our way out. We'll skip Billy the Kid this year. I, I, was I mean, li- this episode. I think I was a little bit too close to the mic when we were doing it initially. But, uh, you have you ever Everyone listened to an episode, episode of this? I feel really bad that the answer no. is no. Okay, then you're a niplet. I don't want to be a nipple at all. No, you're a niplet. You're not a nippler, but you're a niplet. You're a fan of me. But not the podcast. You're a fan yeah, of what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm supportive of the podcast. Yes, you're supportive. I'm you're supportive. I've suggested that people listen to it. I've Ooh, told fun. people to listen to it. Just tell them not to listen to episode 70 through 85. What's wrong with 70 through 85? That sound got really bad and I didn't know it. Big oof. It's a big oof. Big oof. Big oof. Also, 30 and before were just, we didn't have the equipment to sound good. I think... How do you like my uh, original mic in the glass case? It's very nice. He's got it in the center of the room on a table. It has a glass dome case over it, and there are fairy White lights Beauty on and the Beast style. Yeah, yeah. It's um, It looks kind of mystical. The lights change color. So what had happened was... Chandler and I were talking one day on a podcast about the original mic, which was a Guitar Hero mic. And I was like, we need to find like a Beauty and the Beast type case to put this thing in. You can get them at Hobby Lobby. We found it at Walmart on you can also clearance. also get it at Hobby Lobby. And uh, the day after we talked about this, I found it on clearance at Walmart, so I bought it. It's a sign. Then a week later... 
my podcast, a Johnny cat. Yes, a podcast. He tackled. I turn around while I'm sitting at the computer to watch him jump from the coffee table to the center table and tackle the whole thing onto the ground, and it shattered. Then the next day, I sent Chandler. Well, I didn't send him to Walmart, but he works there, so he works an aisle away from the clearance section. It's so true. I sent him an aisle away to go check and see if they had any more, and they didn't. So the next day, I get on Facebook, and a guy on the marketplace is trying to sell a clock, and the clock is plastic and broken, and it's a piece of crap. Why is he selling it? I don't know. Sounds like a terrible clock. He had like a table of junk. But the thing is, the clock had a glass dome over it. So I ask him, does the dome come off? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. I don't even care about the clock. I just want the dome. And And he said, great, the clock is broken anyway. Yeah, like I get the clock home and I'm like, this thing is broken. Like there's pieces broken off of it. It doesn't work. But I'm like, good thing I only wanted the glass from this. And it works. And actually, Trey uh, so you hit up gave this, me the fairy lights. You hit up this random guy from the Facebook marketplace and said, Hey, man, I'm interested in that big clock you got there. Yes. I was very interested in his medium-sized clock. Oh, was it average? It was an average-sized clock? It was a little smaller than average. A little smaller than average. Clocks a little here. bit a, a disappointing-sized clock, but a clock nonetheless. I mean, like, I couldn't, like... I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Pick up your guitar. Let's sing the song about being afraid of bears and close this bad boy. Wait, tell me what time we're at. You got closer eyes than I do. We're at uh, 47. 47? That's good. All right. So instead of playing Jax Anderson's Billy the Kid today, we are just going to close it out, and then we're going to go back to the bear song. So if you didn't like the bear song... Uh, stop listening now. Stop listening now. Just turn it off. And this has been the Confound Millennial, episode 99, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels and William Johnson Douglason, the third, fourth, fifth, and seventh. I don't know where you get all these extra names from. Just kind of throw them out there. And they're never the same. They change every time. It's fine. Anyway, play me a ditty. There comes a time in every man's life when he wants to get away from the troubles of society. He goes into the woods. He sets up a tent. He builds a fire. He sits alone with his thoughts and with nature and with God. There comes a time in every man's life when he's out in the woods, alone with himself, his thoughts, nature, and God, when he has to balance it out and realize that even though he's out there alone, he's not really alone because there, over in the bushes, is God's perfect killing machine. afraid of bears they weigh 2,000 pounds and are covered in hair they got claws as long as my hands and teeth that are pretty big too they're terrifying my biggest fear in fact and I don't have many fears if you've ever seen a bear in person you know that they're just a giant wall of muscle and sinew made for the sole purpose of tackling deer and biting into their jugulars to make them suffer. And now the bear wants to do the same thing to me. It charges. They have a max speed of 35 miles per hour. I know this. It's faster than a horse. It's coming at me. I see death in its eyes. Murder! Murder! It screams as it looks at me. There's no hope. There's no chance of escape. I brace myself and it crashes into me. I go flying into a tree. It breaks my spine. But this isn't enough for it. 
It charges at me and it bites deeply into my shoulder. I cry out in pain, in pain I say, for its teeth are sunken deep within my scapula. My left arm is now entirely immobile because there is a bear biting into it. I bleed. I bleed out onto the ground. I feel it all seeping out of me into the leaves and the dirt. A worm wriggles its way into the fresh tooth mark. A single tear runs down the side of my face. I grab the pair of anti-bear brass knuckles that I had in my pocket. I grasp them firmly in my right hand, and I let fly with all the strength that I have left as it slowly fails me into the jaw of the mighty beast, and the bear looks at me and says, Not cool, bro. Only it doesn't say that in English. It says it in the this sort of bearish look that it just sort of gave me, and I sort of understood what it meant, because obviously bears don't speak English because they have no cognition aside from killing. And then the bear rears back on its hind legs, and it falls upon me, crushing my bones, crushing my soul, and making me cry out again in pain. Help me, someone. Oh, God above, someone help me. Least this bear fulfill its God-given purpose, which is to kill. bear snarls, its warm breath upon my ear. And then, unexpectedly, the bear does something I never anticipated. He licks me softly, right behind the ear, much like a dog would to its grieving owner. And I think, hey, cool, maybe this bear isn't that bad. Maybe bears and people can be friends. Maybe we can coexist. Maybe, just maybe, I had bought into capitalist propaganda that told me I should fear bears in nature so that way I would stay working in the factory. But the fact of the matter is, the bear's my friend. This is the thought that runs through my head right before the bear's teeth run through my skull as he chops down on me. And then it all goes dark. I feel nothing but the teeth crushing my skull. And then, I'm dead. I am afraid of bears. Every last inch of them covered in hair. They got big ass claws and teeth made excessively for killing meat. Them bears. But not sexually. Fuck them bears. In the sense that they can go away because they're Fuck scared. Fuck them bears. My biggest fear. Episode 99 of the Confound Millennial.